0: What's going on, guys? Happy Monday. Hope your uh, weekend of football was a successful one. Um, Monday night, tonight, uh, Giants-Cowboys. Should be a good game. You know, Giants getting back. though no, they're not getting back. Stone Shepard, right? he has a, He's back in the concussion protocol, apparently. So, obviously, Golden Tate is a better play tonight. But you probably already made that decision of, of who you were going to play tonight uh, with respect to Golden Tate. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into the Week 9 review. Uh, I want to start with Thursday night's game uh, with the 49ers and... By the way, if you're in a league where you can pick up players who haven't played yet, um, I would just drop whoever you were going to drop anyway to pick a player up off of waivers. I would pick up Tony Pollard if he's available first, just in case something happens to Zeke. Uh, Then Wayne Gallman, Uh, if he's not available, I'll pick up Wayne Gallman, uh, just in case something happens to Saquon. Hope nothing happens. But if something happens, you don't want to be, you know, fighting on waivers for him. The 49ers landed Emmanuel Sanders in that trade, and it's paying off right away. Sanders is running the most routes out of, of any wide receiver. He is playing the most snaps of any wide receiver on the 49ers so far. Um And, and now, like, he's going to be Kyle Shanahan's ex-receiver on the outside. They've been, like, they've been yearning for that guy because that's part of Shanahan's offense. And, and now they have him. Um, you know, Shanahan's been known to, you know target and feed that wide receiver. Uh, Pierre Garçon led the league uh, in receptions. Pierre Garçon, (laughs) right, we're talking about. So, uh, you know, obviously Emmanuel Sanders is is a much better receiver, and and he he could do a lot in this offense. So, uh, moving forward, he's a wide receiver too to me every single week. Kenyon Drake finding new life in Arizona just four days. No, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three days after he was traded, uh, played 84% of snaps. 15 carries, 110 yards, four catches, 52 yards. I mean, that's some shit right there. Uh, did not expect that at all from him. Um, I've been a fan of Drake, but you know, three days after being traded, you get that much usage and that much production. Uh, it's funny. I was looking back. David Johnson, uh, does not have a 100-yard rushing game this year. Uh, he only has one 100-yard rushing game uh, over the past two years. Uh, Chase Edmonds. You know he looked like the better runner this year, and now Drake doing what he did. Um, and it's interesting. You know Drake does have. You know now we don't know uh, if David Johnson is going to play this week against Tampa Bay. Um, we we have a good idea that Chase Edmonds is probably not going to play. They did say that he has a you know a significant in you know ankle injury, so he might he he'll probably be out. Um, so there is a chance Kenyon Drake gets some significant run in this game coming up. Um, and, and the re- and it's a tough defense against Tampa Bay. Chris Carson did well against them, but it's still a tough defense um, against the run. Uh, and, and you know what, like Kenyon Drake, the reason why these guys are successful on the ground with guys like Kenyon Drake or Trace Edmonds is because um, they run a lot of four wide receiver sets, three wide receiver sets. I think you know more than like sixty percent um, of their running plays are out of those sets. Um, so you know, there's less stacked boxes. I mean, you know, when you're running against less stacked boxes, you you are more successful. And it's funny, David Johnson is, like, averaging less than four yards per carry, uh, even, even with that, um, which is which says a lot. It, it really does. So what I'm saying is that you could sell Kenyon Drake after this big performance, uh, but if I don't get a, a significant offer, like, if I don't get somebody who I'll be able to use as, a, like, a wide receiver, two or a high-end running back, to every single week, I might hold. This backfield is fluid right now. Um, you know, I, I don't... It's. I think it's obvious that you know David Johnson might not be the best runner on this team. He might be the best pass catcher, but these other guys are capable in the pass game too. So I'm not saying that DJ is going to lose his job, but what I'm saying is that um, there might not be that much of a rush to bring him back from his injury. Devin Singletary. Uh, this was the first game where we got to witness like a, a neutral or positive game script. Um, you know, he dominated snaps. You know, in a couple games this year, but they were down, so you weren't sure like would Frank Gore be the primary uh, ball carrier compared to Devin Singletary, who's the primary pass catcher? But no, Devin Singletary is the guy. 23 touches in this game against the Redskins, uh, 66% of snaps. Um, He's here. You know, Frank Gore is involved still, uh, but Devin Singletary got the goal line look. I think it was a two or three yard line uh, where he got the ball and, and scored. Um, he's also very involved in the pass game too. So regardless of game script, he's going to be the guy I'm treating him as an RB 2 Like those are my expectations moving forward. Uh, those are low expectations for a reason because I like to be pleasantly surprised rather than having high expectations and you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, so like I'm treating him that way moving forward. Uh, I'm starting him next week. Good matchup against the Browns. Um, if you stash him, it seems like it's going to pay off. DJ Moore quietly becoming Kyle Allen's favorite target, uh, averaging 9.25 targets per game, 6.25 catches per game, uh, went over 73 yards in three of the last four games, went over 100 yards in this past game. Uh, Those are sustainable wide receiver two numbers, so I'm keeping him in my lineup as a wide receiver two. Um, Got Green Bay this week, not a matchup you're worried about. Continue to start him. The seesaw continues in the Chiefs' backfield. LaShawn McCoy had a chance to be the guy, but he literally fumbled that opportunity away in Week 8. Uh, Damian Williams was the guy this week, saw 14 touches uh, to LaShawn McCoy's four. McCoy only played on 10% of snaps. Uh, Damian Williams played on 72% of snaps, so that's very notable. Um, now, moving forward, obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to come back soon. Who knows? You know This backfield can obviously revert to a timeshare right? Who knows what it's going to look like, Uh, but if Patrick Mahomes is back next week, you know, you kind of view Damian Williams as a very risky RB2 play, but you know that the upside is going to be there. David Montgomery had a tough matchup, uh, couldn't produce much on the ground, but his two touchdowns definitely saved him uh, from a fantasy perspective. A lot of people had him on their benches, uh, but from here on out, you know, his his usage in the passing game is really good. And in a game that they were down all all game long, um, he played on 71% percent of snaps, which is really encouraging for his usage. Um, if Tariq Cohen, you know, was closer to 50%, and, and you know, they, they kind of played a 50-50 split, um, you know, you're obviously a little concerned because he'll be game script dependent, but it seems like he might not be moving forward. And now that he has all these good matchups coming up, you know, you can kind of keep him in your lineup, assuming that Matt Nagy... Doesn't, you know, fuck around. The passing offense for the the Bears in a great matchup was just terrible. Um, The problem was that they only held the ball for 20 minutes. They only got off 20 pass attempts. So because of that, you know, Allen Robinson suffered greatly. Um, Terrible fantasy output. Uh, But, you know, he's still a wide receiver too moving forward. I'm really hoping that they make a QB change at this point. Um, Yes, they didn't get the opportunity that they should have had. But at the same time, Mr. Trubisky just isn't getting it done. Um, And if that happens, all these guys get a bump up. The entire offense does. Uh, But, yeah, in a good matchup, you were hoping that a Rob came through. Didn't happen. This is what you get from an inconsistent offense and and one that couldn't hold the ball for that long. Uh, It's funny. They did the same exact thing to the Chargers last week. And this week, a team did it to them with time and possession. We knew that there was a chance of re for Deshaun Jackson, and it seemed like that's exactly what happened. Only four snaps in, he had to lead the game. Doug Peterson said that he might be he might be right in a couple weeks, uh, but you know he's going to get more tests. At this point, I'm okay dropping his ass. In T.Y. Hilton's absence, the, the targets were pretty spread out. Zach Pascal did lead them uh, in receiving uh, and in targets with six. No one had more than six targets, but 5 or 6 for 76 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good outing. Next week, they have Miami. Uh... Because of the matchup, he should be considered a wide receiver three, flex option. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, you know, they mentioned that he could be out uh, for multiple weeks. Uh, It's worth noting that Paris Campbell also had five targets. He had two fumbles in this game. They weren't lost, so hopefully they don't hold it against him. But in addition to his five targets, he also saw three carries, total 27 yards. So worth noting, eight total touches. With James Conner out, Jalen Samuels was the running back on the field for most uh, of the of the day, more than 70% of snaps. Uh, but he led the team with 13 targets, called all 13 of them. Um, obviously, that would hurt some of a guy like Juju, which it did. Uh, but Trey Edmonds actually led the team in rushing, uh, even though he only played a you know really insignificant amount of snaps. Uh, but it's good to know moving forward. If Connor is out, my guess is that he'll play next week. Uh, usually this injury really isn't a two-week thing. Uh, but, you know, if he is out, Jalen Samuel still is to play. Obviously gets a huge boost in PPR. 13 catches on 13 targets. Shit, is not the first time that happened either, right? Uh, so, uh, he, he would be the guy. And, you know, if if they get near the goal line, it's possible that Trey Emmons uh, gets a goal line carrier too. The Lions went pass-heavy against the Raiders. A good a good idea um Ty Johnson did lead the backfield in snaps and touches uh but it didn't make that much of a difference time uh TJ McKissick TJ McKissick JT McKissick still uh led the team uh in 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 combined yards out of the backfield um this backfield is just a little bit of a mess I would totally avoid them next week against the Bears um like I don't even care about holding Ty Johnson at this point honestly um I rather hold a high upside handcuff with that roster spot um, because you're not going to get too much production out of him anyway. They 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 uh, they know they have to add do something to that backfield. They they worked out J.A. J late last week. Um, no word on whether they're going to add anybody to this backfield, but not sure you really need to hold on to any of these pieces, even with you know Trey Carson you know move to IR. Jacob Hollister, uh, the new Seahawks tight end one. Um, he he had a huge jump in snaps. Uh, this week he was playing like fifty percent of snaps. Two weeks ago, to thirty something percent of snaps last week, and now he's up to eighty percent of snaps. Uh, ran thirty four routes, uh, which is a pretty good number for a tight end. Uh, Travis Kelsey ran thirty four routes this week as well. Um, and we know that you know Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, they like to use. A tight end, especially on those play action passes, um, and you know when you consider how they use Will Disley before uh, he tours Achilles uh, they even used him like that last year and they want that a tight end who can catch the ball, and, and they're using um, this dude like that so, you know, if you're in need of a tight end you know, Zach Ertz is on by uh, next week, uh, at least the only notable tight end on by next week, but you know, you might be streaming tight ends right now and this guy might be an every week option um, considering um, his usage this week it wasn't just a matchup thing you know his his his, you know the bucks are a great matchup for tight ends but it's not like he turned a little bit of usage or a little bit of of route running into good production like a, 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 a opportune uh you know red zone touchdown it wasn't really like that his everything moved up Ronald Jones uh, made his first start this week, so somewhat significant, right? Um, He led the backfield with 18 carries on 53% of snaps. Uh, Peyton Barber only saw like 14% of snaps or something like that. Um, Not great for him. Uh, Now they've been riding the hot hand this year, right? And this was one of the times where, like, it wasn't really the hot hand during the game. Ronald Jones got the start for the first time. So it's somewhat significant. Um, You know, you kind of start him as, like, a low-end RB2 next week um, because you don't know, you know, or you consider him a flex option because you don't know uh, whether this this role is firm or not. Um, But it's possible that it is. So if he's available, I pick him up. I think Devontae Parker has been in my Wave of Wire article for like the past five weeks. <laughs> uh, but uh, he might get an upgrade uh, with Preston Williams potentially having a knee injury, uh, potentially keeping him out for some time. Who knows? But he caught four touchdowns over the past five weeks. If Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to be his quarterback, they have a rapport. He likes throwing it to the outside, and they have nothing to lose, so he's going to sling it. Brandon Allen uh, did a pretty good job in his debut. Um, He only threw the ball 20 times, not a ton of opportunity. Um, Now, Cortland Sutton got eight of those targets, so that's a really significant target share. uh, One of those passes, amazing touchdown grab that he made. Uh, So, you kind of continue with Sutton. I mean, he's a baller. It looks like it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. As long as someone's throwing him the ball, he's getting targeted, and he's going to get it done. So, continue to start him as a wide receiver, too. Because of that high target share. Uh, Noah Fant uh, saw four targets in this game. He was like the next highest in target share. But think about it. You only throw the ball 20 times. You get four of those targets. That's still a 20% target share right there. So that's significant. um, And he did a lot with those those targets. Now without Joe Flacco, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman combined for one target. These two were averaging a combined eight targets, four targets each per game that significantly increased their floor um, and, and now it significantly decreased their floor with them not even being targeted um, which is which is which sucks for them. Uh, after Lindsay's big performance in this game, he did the most that he could with his nine touches, I wouldn't be mad if you try to sell the dude right now. Dontro Hilliard like inexplicably taking 40% of snaps away from Nick Chubb, so you know if you're if you're wondering if Kareem Hunt is gonna take some snaps away from Chubb, Dontrelle fucking Hilliard is already doing it. Mohamed Sanu, uh, in his second game with the Patriots, uh, caught ten of fourteen targets for eighty-one yards and a touchdown. Those fourteen targets led the team, uh, led the team in air yards as well. Played hundred percent of snaps with both Edelman and Philip Dorsett. Um, they have a bye week coming up this week, but you know I think Sanu is, is on the wide receiver two map right off the get. Um, You know, Edelman is obviously going to be the guy uh, for the most part, but Sanu with 14 targets, you can't ignore that. And I would start him not next week, they have a bye, uh, but they have Philly uh, the week after that, so he'll be in my lineup, you know, somehow. Um, But, you know, it's interesting, like Dorsett, he's probably the guy who is getting pushed out here. uh, But when you look at his target totals over the past three weeks, four, six, four, if you have him on your roster, he's not somebody that you have to keep. He's playing 100% of snaps, but, you know, how many receivers can they keep afloat? You know, James White didn't even get too many receptions or too many targets in this game. So he would probably... Just wanted to update uh, two things on running back roles. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, one, saying that Cream Hunt is definitely going to have a role when he returns this week. So we, knew, we, we, we talked about that already. Um, the other thing was that Bruce Arians said that Ronald Jones deserved the start and he should play more snaps moving forward. And it's not that Peyton Barber did anything wrong, but it's more like uh, Ronald Jones is the more explosive back. So the fact that he want to say something. Okay, um, the fact that he acknowledged that that's that's significant. She's homesick today. Uh, but the fact that he acknowledged that it's it's a good thing. So if he's available, I'll pick him up. RB two upside. Another update, uh, Preston Williams is going to be out for the season. Um, that leaves Devontae Parker as the guy um, getting targets from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So he gets a boost. Like I mentioned, he's catching touchdowns. And hey, it's a bad offense, but they have the